Please do not message or call, as the following program is a rerun of a previous live show. Any announcements made during the repeat may now not be applicable. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. You're here with you're you're tuning into Sister Speak. You're here with me, Mariam, and Amina. When she gets and to me, Amina. <laughs> and today we'll be discussing celebrity culture. But before we do that, uh, Amina, can you tell us what our show is about? Yep. Sorry, I was just helping Mariam. It's her yes, first time it's hosting It's first time today. hosting, everyone, so please bear with me. I'm usually on the presenter's side, so that will actually relate to my thought of the week, which we'll be discussing in a few. Yeah, so if we can all root for Mariam, it's her first time. I think she's going to do amazing, but she's a bit nervous. So our show is a platform for you, for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics, social media, Islamophobia, etc. Please note all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other or opposing similar views and opinions. Thank you, Amina. Um, so we're going to dive into our show. We are going to discuss our thoughts of the week. So the thought of the week is something that we've been thinking about, something beneficial, something that's impacted us, and we just share it with each other. Mm-hmm. So Amina, what's your thought of the week? Um, well, my thought of the week is kind of tying in with our hot topic. Um. Well, our hot, well, we've got two hot topics today. One of them is to do with self-care, but mine is like on the side of self-care and more so like getting to understand yourself. Like I feel like in order to help others, we need to help ourselves first. And that's like getting to know what works for you. Like what what is something that may upset you? What can um, just like things this relates to like food and like your mental health as well so like situations that are helpful to you situations that you like or that you might want to avoid and I feel like all of this ties in with how you treat yourself and how you treat others and definitely your diet as well like it's not something I usually care about oranges (laughs) I know, I always go on about it on the show, but that's because I want to be more health conscious. And guys, she's actually wearing a yellow shirt, so she's very healthy. She even thinks in a very positive way. <laughs> if you want to think of it like that, coming from an English literature student, that's how she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, if you're not eating well, then you won't you won't function well. Like, for example, I I have iron deficiency. So, like, if you're not up to date with, if you're not, topping up on your iron that sounds a bit weird but like if you're not taking care of yourself and your needs then you're not going to function properly like one of the symptoms of iron deficiency is actually like low moods and I feel like I've experienced that and I'm like okay it's really easy to kind of relax not relax but just let yourself go and just go go with the flow with the low mood and just be like well this is this is how I am now I can't do anything about it because sometimes you feel like that I I think that we feel quite hopeless when we have a low mood like well this is I can't do anything I feel hopeless there's nothing I can do but I think sometimes you have one day where you 
think just for a second in your head like I need to do something like take that small thought and just run with it and be like okay I need to do something so I'm gonna do it now it's tiny things like say you've not you've been feeling down for a while and so you've neglected like your room and you haven't cleaned up for a while so just open your windows and just clean your room it's that simple or if your room is already clean just like go wash your face like I feel like you just need to feel as if you got a fresh start do you know what I mean yeah definitely or like take your iron tablets or I feel like it's so you know, easy to neglect or fill up your water bottle and start drinking water if you have if you've neglected that for a if while if you make something part of a routine it becomes like natural so the more you do it it takes 40 days to develop a habit so imagine doing something every morning, like brushing your teeth, you do that automatically. Hmm. So filling up your water bottle and making sure you hydrate it throughout the day, that's some, that's a simple thing to do. That is a great comment by Zara. <laughs> <laughs> just come in after ages, by the way. Yeah, so that so was welcome Zara. Zara back to inspire us <laughs> this week. So we just we just discussing our thought of the week, so Zara, adding on to think, that. Yeah, I think I'm done with my thought of the week. But Zara? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Zara. Thank you. Okay. It's, I mean, I haven't been here in ages, and how's life? <laughs> yeah, I've been really stressed with A levels. Like everything is just all my time is consumed with just this one thing, and it's quite and it's quite daunting to know that I've literally got less than ten weeks left until my exams, and I feel like it's. But there's been so much building up to it that once it's over, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Like I'm not sure what there is to do like I'm thinking everyone's making plans for the summer I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life like I'm not gonna have to study I'm not gonna have to go in and it's gonna be such a big change I mean every literally when I wake up in the morning my first thought is oh my gosh I've got so much work to do and before I go to bed I'm thinking about how much work I've got to do (laughs) so I guess linking into what your thought of the week is to do with self-care thinking about things like that isn't good right before Mm. you go to sleep because it, it tends to be the thing you think about when you wake up as well and stressing yourself out right before you go to sleep means you won't have decent sleep and it won't it won't be it'll be restless sleep because you're constantly think your body's still trying to think about this thing that you're stressed about so before I go to sleep recently for the past two weeks I listen to white noise because it kind of clears my mind and then you know I can sleep (laughs) I was listening to the broadcast actually as we drove up and I was just thinking my thought of the week is there aren't enough hours of the day Mm -hmm. to be wasting one that's very profound because every second I'm like okay in this moment what could I be doing and what am I actually doing and there's so many hours where I sit there um, I could literally be watching Netflix but I'm staring at the screen nothing's going into my brain because I'm so worn down in that moment I could be resting but instead I'm forcing myself to do something Hmm. that's true that's actually quite a profound point because as you said we can use every single hour effectively but sometimes you do need to rest and sometimes that is the most efficient thing to do yeah because instead of forcing yourself to watch netflix or watch tv you can actually just de-stress by walking outside getting fresh air because that's mentally going to mentally going to um help you and it's going to physically help you as well yeah so i think my thought of the week is um uh, relating to that i my thought of the week is something that i feel is really important for me personally is kind of breaking out of your comfort zone so as Amina said at the beginning of the show I actually do not host this is my first time hosting the show show. Um, and it's because I became really comfortable with presenting I'm very confident in that whereas when I first started this process um, I was really nervous I couldn't speak on the mic and 
it took me a while to become comfortable in expressing myself. So I decided that it's time to take the next step and try to host the show. And it, it makes you think that's like right now, I before I even started this, I felt very, very nervous. But now I'm just feeling a, quite a lot of ease. So that shows that, you know, you don't know what you're going to feel unless you try. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we assess the situation way too much before we even do something. And, so, and of course, that does help us to kind of um, measure whether there is a lot of risk. But at the same time, sometimes we over exaggerate in our minds and it overcooks and that sometimes can uh, become a barrier in doing something that you really might enjoy. Mm. Um, so I guess it's, it's really easy to panic before you've experienced something. Yeah. And generally when you go in with that mindset, you're not confident, you're not sure of what's going to happen, you're quite unease, at, well, you're quite uneasy. Um, it's easy to mess it up more if that makes sense. When you go into something nervous, you tend to make more mistakes. Whereas if you tell yourself, okay, whatever happens, whatever the outcome is, I did my best and I know that I went into it with a calm mind and I come out of it, whatever happened is Allah's Qadr, then you kind of, you'll feel better about it. And it tends to go a lot better than if you go in nervous. I feel like that saying, fake it till you make it is such, I think that's my life. I think I just fake it until I actually make it. Because it's, if you, if you set yourself up to think that I can't do it, then you won't able to do it because you're already mentally telling yourself, actually, I'm not going to be able to cope with the situation. Whereas if you tell yourself, actually, I have the mechanisms to handle the situation, I'm going to put this in place, I'm going to put that in place, and I have a supporting supporting network and ultimately have faith in God, then not much can go wrong because you know whatever's going to happen, as you said, is the qadr of Allah. Yeah. Um, and I feel that it's really important to tell yourself, I think... People might think it's a bit crazy, but personally for me, sometimes you need to have conversations with yourself. Your mental, because the way you think is that mental communication with yourself. So the way you have that framework that you have, you have to kind of assess actually how how am I acting um, according to my thoughts? Is my thoughts always negative? And how am I acting in my life? And how am I receiving a situation? Because the way you respond to a situation ultimately directs the situation in like out of the outcome mm. it's not what the situation is it's how you respond to it it's that i don't know if you guys heard of it 80 percent, 20 percent. i don't know what that phrase is but it's 80 percent is a situation that you can't control but 20 percent is it how you respond or it could be the other way around i feel like it's the other way around i think it could be the other way around <laughs> yeah i think it makes so more 20 percent of you can't control and 80 percent is how you respond to it because if you think about every situation in life whatever happens it has happened you can't do anything to change Mm. it but how you respond to it will affect what happens further and I definitely believe in the fake it till you make it because if you're someone who's really stressed or you're really depressed you wake up every day and you tell yourself I'm happy you smile you the way you feel changes it's not if you say oh yeah I'm so happy you can't feel sad and say that with a smile it doesn't work so faking it till you make it I genuinely I believe in that that is my mantra Mm. I definitely I, I used that for university to be honest because that was a new um, experience for me like I went to university nobody knew me and I literally faked it I faked being confident I faked so many things like but nobody knew that I was a timid girl that didn't like speaking I mean I'm on a radio show now I didn't like speaking I didn't like putting myself forward I had a study needs agreement that I did not want people to ask me questions because I was way too nervous for people to interact with me but I faked it. I faked it that, okay, I'm a confident girl. I can speak and have conversations. I can, And now my lecturers actually know me for that, that I'm very like expressive. So, you know, if you're sitting out there and you're listening and you think that 
you really want to do something and you have these mental thoughts thinking that you know, I can't do this thing and I have these barriers. The fact that you thought of that you want to do it shows that you have the capacity anyways. So just go do it. Just fake it till you make it and that's that's that will if you you never know until you try. You will never mm-hmm. want something that you're not able to achieve. Like you will never w- think, "Oh, I want that" unless you know it's a possibility of you getting it. Whether the possibility is really small or really big. So no matter what, you should try. Hiding on from that, sometimes it's easy to burn up because you're constantly doing things um Imagine just constantly make, faking it till you make it. That's a, it's a positive thing. But what about the self-care that comes into it? And that is our hot topics for today. Um, we'll be discussing how to, um, what does self-care mean and how how can we implement that in our life and incorporate that? Um, mm-hmm. So, Zara, what, what do you define self-care as? For me, self-care is feeling like you have done right by your body, by what Allah has given you, by your life. So how you wake up in the morning and what's the first thing you do whether you, what you do in the shower what you do before you go to bed all these things like people have daily routines nightly routines where they do something and it might make them feel good but some another person might only have one thing they do before they go to bed and it's the same for both people mm-hmm. so for one person you can overly i think you can over care for yourself as well you can overdo it so for example using too many face masks on your face in one day will actually make you break out further so you should do everything moderately but for it's what makes you feel like I've taken care of myself and you don't feel grimy. So someone who hasn't showered in four days, they aren't going to feel clean. So the way they go about their day, the way that they do things, they're going to carry themselves that way because subconsciously you don't you don't know, you don't realise that you're, you're, how you care for yourself is affecting what you're doing in your everyday life. So if you're a clean person, you know for a man cleanly shaven, for a girl your hijab looks nice, your makeup looks nice, you're, you're dressed well you're going to carry yourself a different way to someone who's wearing a bin bag. Like you just, there's something about you, you're more confident, you walk different, you talk different, you interact with people differently. So I feel like self-care is really important because it affects how every single thing in your life then happens afterwards. Amina? Yeah, I totally agree with what she's saying. And also that's like your physical self-care like that's so that's so important because like you said like you have nightly routines and I feel like in the last few months I've kind of forced myself to do it like you said earlier when you just came in that you have if you do something consistently for 40 days then it just becomes a habit and I can say that that's true because like uh, there were some points where I was where you feel low so you think you know what I'm just not in the mood I don't want to do it I can't even because sometimes you do feel like that you feel like you're in such a bad mood that you can't even I don't know like put a face cream on before bed but when you feel like that I think that's the most important time for you to do that routine like it's so easy when you're in a good mood and when things are going well for you to just do all your like do all your chores do your like self-care routines and stuff you might even go out of your way and do more exactly but when you're in a bad mood I feel like that's when it's the most important because then you can tell yourself okay at least I've done this like if you're so tired and you're so stressed like say you've got exams for example like we're we're all studying right so it we might feel like oh my god I've done so much today I'm so tired I just want to knock out I don't even want to do anything before bed but like you said you don't want to be 
the last thing that you think about before you go to sleep isn't your stress so you want to de-stress before you go to bed or you want to de-stress when you wake up in the morning so like force yourself to do whatever your routine is whether that is simply to wash your face or to do like a whole skincare routine whatever it is make sure you do it every single day but I also wanted to add like on top of like your physical self-care um like with your body and stuff I feel like it's important to take care of your mind like you said you don't want to overdo it with because I can relate to you like I'm naturally a timid person as well but I've done the whole like pretend I'm confident and then everyone else thinks I am but that can get tiring right like you Mm. after like a day at uni like a couple of days where you've been acting confident and it's it's nice but afterwards you feel a bit like exhausted from it so you need to make sure you give yourself a day off like if you've been socializing too much like some people are extroverts and they thrive on socializing but if you're like an introverted person and you're naturally quite you know shy then make sure you don't force yourself to do too much obviously push your limits and try to achieve your goals but give yourself a break too like we everyone needs a break so if you've been out for like however many days it takes for you to get exhausted say for example you've been at uni four days in a row and you've just been like at it with the confidence (laughs) like the next the day that you're free just stay at home and I don't know have some alone time because you need to recalibrate do what makes you you feel like you're resting exactly if you're a person who for you to rest is go out with a friend and have a costa then go out with your friend drink I have a question, I have a comment from someone, thank you Humain for sending us a comment. Um, He's asked, how do I come out of a bad mood when things are going down and I feel like I can't achieve it? For example, securing a new job. How does a person um, bring themselves out of those negative thoughts? And sometimes it is easy to feel inadequate when you want to achieve something and you're unable to. So what would you guys say say to those people? Maybe try to distract yourself from what is stressing you out obviously that's something that is always going to be there like you want to get a new job so that is something you still have to achieve but don't make it something that you're thinking about all the time like maybe have someone close to you that you can talk to about it and ask them like I just need a distraction let's go do something like for example my mom she noticed I wasn't like feeling too good so she was like you need to do something let's go for a walk why don't you bake something like try to like we said before try to force yourself to do something to take care of yourself yeah instead of thinking about that thing because then you can take a little break and then go back to it with a fresh mind it's kind of like you're recharging yourself i also think that um it's reframing the way you are responding to that situation so Mm. for example if you're unable to achieve um for example if you uh want to get a specific job and you're persistently trying to achieve that job but you're not getting anywhere. Try to re- rethink that maybe Allah wants you to take, to take 99 steps before you take that 100 mm. because your legs will become stronger to uh, to have that capacity to handle the 100 step. Or think about, you know, I always think God's planning is the best and he always also promises that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in my situation, I really 
I really banged on the, about this last year. But when I wanted placement, there was one particular job I really, really wanted. I, I prayed day and night for this, and I thought that was the best thing for me. I thought this will help me in terms of my dreams, my career. Every, I felt everything was riding on that one job, but I didn't receive it, and that really shattered me. Um, but then a few months later, I applied for a job that I didn't really want, and it was the most, to me, it was the most hardest job that you could do and something that I really did not feel interested in but now alhamdulillah I'm in that job and it's the best thing it's absolutely the best thing I'm able to pray in that because of the flexibility I'm able to pray I'm able to do a radio show had I if I was in that job that I initially thought that would be amazing for me I would not have that scope Mm -hmm. so just know that Allah's planned something better for you and he wants you to keep going to him he loves it when you come when you go to him um, and ask him to guide you along the way but just have faith because your card is written it's written everything that you're supposed to get you will get it mm-hmm. it's just having that perseverance having that faith and believe in yourself you know if you don't receive the first job you'll get the second if you don't get the second job you'll get the third if you don't get the third job you'll get that eventually because you're taking the the steps forward if you don't take steps forward how are you going to go to your destination if you stop in one place if you give up then you're already lost you're, you're at that same position that you already were so I think it's really important to kind of tell yourself that actually I've come this far and I will keep going. Um, and again, that would relate to our self-care because look after yourself as well. You know, yeah. you, you have sometimes um, I think it's important to remind yourself actually I've achieved this, this and this. And I'm actually an adequate person. I am actually capable. And it's not about being arrogant. And it's not about thinking you're like better than superior than anyone else. It's about appreciating that, you know, Allah's giving me that capacity to do something and I'm going to do more. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Zara? I think that what his comment links back, definitely links back to the self-care that we were talking about because he's saying about how, what should you do if you're in a really bad mood and you feel like you just can't achieve it? Thinking that way is what's gonna make you feel like every time you fail, it's another failure rather than it's a stepping stone to where you need to go. So maybe you might not get the first one or the second one or the 10th one, but by the 10th time, if you're feeling like, oh, I can't do this, that's going to affect you further on. So every time after that, you aren't going to get it because you're going to go into the interview thinking, I'm not going to get this one because I didn't get the last 50. So it's all about your mindset. And when you go to bed, think tomorrow's a new day. I don't know what's going to happen. Not, oh, tomorrow's another day. I'm going to get turned down. And like we said, do things that make you feel good. So if you think, oh, you know what? I really want to go for a walk with my friends. Go for a walk and maybe talk about it then. Maybe talk about, okay, you know what, I'm going through this. Because other people can shed light on something that you can't see. So maybe you might be applying for one job and you're really trying, but they're like, why are you doing that when you're really good at this? Like, it doesn't make sense for you to be doing something that you are mediocre at when we know you could like be really good at something else. So I feel like definitely get other people's opinion, people who are close to you, because this kind of links back to ages ago when we were talking about like marriages. Mm-hmm. And we said that, People tend to think, oh, my parents are getting too involved, but family can see things that you can't see. Definitely. And they know things about you that you don't even know about yourself. So outside opinion and also try and do things in your day that make you feel better about, like as make a part of your routine to do something that makes you feel better about yourself. For example, if I put lemon in my water, I go around the whole day thinking I'm really healthy and I'm like amazing. Yeah. So something small like that will make me smile all day because I'm like, yeah, I've done something today. Yeah, that that's so true. <laughs> or, or it's, the, it's the little things really, like just 
make sure you're not always thinking about one thing especially if that one thing is stressing you out like have something small in your day that will make things better for you um also if you want to get involved in our discussion you can you can text whatsapp in on 0779481822 uh you could call on 01582481822 or you can comment under our facebook live you can watch us there so yeah make sure you get involved in our discussion um we have one minute isn't it yeah so we're about to go for our break um i think we have like two minutes left it will come up. Oh, yeah. okay, that's oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, then I think... Um, should we I just quickly do the next hot topic or should we... Should we just quickly, briefly talk about our next hot topic? So our next hot topic, Amina, is... Yeah, so um, I don't know if any, if everyone is aware, but some of you may be aware that um, London Fashion Week was last week. I'm not too sure. <laughs> but um, there was some controversy on the runway that I wanted to quickly mention. There was um, a well-known British designer... Um, who showcased a hoodie that had a noose as hanging as the drawstrings. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. And I just thought, um, well, I'm going to read from the BBC article. One second. Seconds. Oh, we got 60 seconds. Okay. Just talk about it. Well, we'll, we can't talk about it after the break. So I just wanted yeah. to say that. I don't know, I think designers need to be a bit more aware of what they're doing because you can't make fashion out of depression or suicide. It's not something that is trendy yeah. and it's really bad it's for the like, younger yeah. generation. It's not something that should be glamorized. admired or glamorised. So I think it's underrated. Exactly. So, yeah, I just thought it was important. And that kind of know. leads on, we should be mindful as people that buy these things. Exactly. Where is it coming from and does it affect... Does it represents something that we shouldn't be yeah, yeah and when you have such a big with. big platform you should be aware of what kind of message you're sending out so that's what i wanted to get from that but yeah we're going on our break um in a few seconds and we will be talking about celebrity culture after the break thank you for tuning in assalamualaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Okay, assalamualaikum everyone. Well, uh, welcome back to Sister Speak. Uh, before the break, we were just discussing our hot topics um, on self-care and the briefly about the designer, but now we're going to um, dive into the main topic of our show, which is celebrity culture. Um, so my first question for both of you is, how invested are you in celebrity news and gossip do you guys are you guys into that is that something that you follow on not really i mean i would say not intentionally <laughs> yeah it would be by accident That's interesting. <laughs> so what do why do you guys think it's unintentional because we receive a lot of data or i think because it's everywhere it's like it's hard not to see something if you're on social any platform of social media there's stuff everywhere even on, on snapchat there's yeah, you like have like the celebrity stories. gossip yeah. news and they have so many different platforms to be talking about celebrities. It's hard. I mean, before it used to just be on TV. Like you f go to a certain TV channel and then it'd mm. be all about celebrities. Now it's everywhere on everything. So I feel like it's difficult to not find out stuff. Is that, do you think that's a bad thing or a good thing? I think it's a really bad thing. I think it, it's given more 
companies and like journalists and people like that a platform to scope into other people's lives and, and to spew out just rubbish rubbish news like it's not something that needs to be breaking news or like the headlines but i feel like that's what tabloids are about anyway yeah but i feel like it's on such a bigger platform now so more people are delving into what can i find that no one else has found out yet hmm. do you think that our priorities of um knowing what's happening around the world is like a bit muggy because it's so easy to access celebrity news as opposed to knowing what's happening in a country that is perhaps you know, facing major issues do you think it's harder to shift your focus to that or do you think because it's so readily readily available that's about celebrity culture that we're more inclined to do that or do you think our interest goes towards like problems that's happening around the world i think because like you said it's so it's so available this information about other people's lives I don't even look for I don't I'm not on social mm. media but I still know more about what's going on in other people's lives like celebrities lives than I do about what's going on around the world and that's not even that's by if I'm sat at school and then I hear other people talking about it that's not even me going out of my way to find out so I think there are definite issues about where priorities are like where priorities lie mm-hmm. and how something someone drank in a certain place isn't as important as children dying in certain countries. What do you think, Kamina? Yeah, I think it's it's not something you can avoid. Like, even if you have absolutely no social media, it is something that your friends might talk about. Or even, um, it might even be like a, like a running joke, I guess, because these things are kind of, like certain celebrity news is really trending and then it becomes like, it turns into memes and stuff. And I guess it is, first, I would say that on the other hand, it is just a distraction for people. I don't think that it's, um, although I don't think we need to have, to know what famous people are doing every hour of the day. I do think it, for some people, it's like a distraction from their own lives or of whatever is going on in the world. like someone might argue that it's just a bit of fun like to read yeah, it's almost like we it's a new newspaper culture we're just mm-hmm. reading it to for time fast yeah like certain magazines or or whatever it's just like it's just fun to know what these kind of people are doing because they lead such lavish lives we've got a comment from someone um they haven't left their names but thank you for commenting they've asked do you think that celebrity culture is everywhere and it's so hard not to miss that the to the extent that younger generations are more influenced by celebrities than anything else and they, that they follow celebrity culture more than anything else. What would you suggest or advise to help them move away from it? Open to you guys. I definitely think that they, like celebrities influence younger people. I mean, we look at it and think, okay, that's really stupid. We don't need to know that. That's information that's quite useless. But someone much younger, that's what they're now gonna aspire to be like. That's now what they're gonna aspire to do. So I feel like the way that it's, projected in the way that it's made to look as a good like sometimes it's made to look as a good thing sometimes it's made to look as a bad thing but most times things like clothes money um jewelry accessories things like that are made to look like they're realistic like having that amount of money how mm-hmm. having that sort of lifestyle is realistic and it's setting unrealistic expectations for younger people and they think okay why can't my parents give me this type of lifestyle when it's not a normal thing. Like, it's, this person's one in a million, but we look at them like they should be everywhere. Yeah, I feel like that is the issue with um, with having th- that 
celebrity lifestyles shoved in our face every single day because it sets really really unrealistic um boundaries i guess for what how we should leave lead our everyday lives and um i think for for younger people maybe even teens or people of our own age it's easy for anyone to be honest to get dragged into this whole world of celebrity culture um i forgot where i was going with this. i want to ask you guys a question if you can't remember your thought yeah how does muslim celebrities or muslim influence impact our younger generation because as um the commenter said that young young the young generation is very invested in that and whatever is transcends from what our influences are speaking or going or doing something they young the young generation are going to adopt that so what repercussions do we have and do you guys think there are negative muslim inf- there's never negative impacts of having muslim influences it depends what kind of influence you're talking about because i feel like that's really broad in terms of like a, in yeah. terms of having this um you know image that everything's perfect so for example sometimes people idolize um marriage in seeing a mm. muslim couple and they don't see there's actually a different reality to what you're displaying on social media you know it's not it's more than just going on holidays it's there's a lot of um there's a lot of hardship in marriage and yeah. young generation for example 15 year olds 14 year olds and teenagers in general they are looking at this perfect image on social media and they aspire to be like that do you think there's negative impacts of that and how do we have that responsibility in kind of build showing that reality i think no matter what your background is of like no matter what background a certain celebrity or influencer has i don't think it's a good thing in the bigger picture because um regardless of whether you have good intentions so there might be like a say a muslim couple on youtube for example like they might have good intentions and it might be fun to watch them but i think young people and we all get so invested in their their lives and what they're posting and they're not really going to they're not really going to show the negative parts because no one wants to do that but the thing is not everyone is going to realize that they do have um they do have hardships they're just going to see like oh my gosh they're having so much fun they love each other so much or this certain celebrity they like you said earlier like it sets standards that are so unrealistic like i f- i think um s- seeing oh okay, this is the point i was going to make before seeing this all the time it, it gets quite cloudy in your head of what your what you want your goal to be like as a young person if you see these celebrities all the time you might be confused like do i want am i is my goal to have these huge cars and have a massive house and all this money or do i want to do something not that having that much money is a bad thing right but the aspiring for just that like just yeah the I way to get money. it or, want, yeah. exactly not like, having any um aspirations not having any game plan it's just at the in the end game i want all this money i don't care how i get it yeah it's that type of mi- mindset that's going around yeah, but do you think um on the back end of it do you think it's completely fair to put the responsibility completely on muslim influences because as you said their intention might be just to have a little bit of fun 
um, is it fair to displace that social responsibility that you, my children are watching you and therefore you should behave a certain way? I think there are reasons why things, for example, between a husband and wife should be kept secret, like should be kept behind doors. What happens inside your house stays inside. What happens between you and your husband stays there. You shouldn't take it outside. And there's a reason for that, which is that other people are never going to understand. And this happens in every relationship. How many people have been in a friendship or in a relationship or in some sort of a, a type of um, relationship with someone where when you've gone to try and explain it to someone else because you've had an argument or something, you can't explain the dynamics and they might give advice, but you but you sit there thinking, okay, you don't understand what our relationship's like because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So we, I, for example, a married couple, the wife might vent on social media. Oh, my husband does this, blah, 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 blah. But behind closed doors, there's something else that goes on as well. And she loves that about him. But when everyone sees something bad or the opposite, everyone sees something good and they don't know the bad, they might not understand why something happens later. And then there's backlash through that. So projecting your life through social media, I don't agree with generally, which is why I don't post on social media, because I feel like there are so many things that people might look at and see one aspect of it. They don't know what's going on, which is why so, for example, celebrities, non-Muslim ones or Muslim ones, they go through things in life and we only see one aspect of it. We don't see everything that goes on. So you might sit there and say, oh, that's really unfair. She's got loads of money. Or the opposite. Oh, she worked really hard to get there, but you don't know what else happened or how she got there. Or you see some celebrities did one thing to get famous and you think, oh, that's so bad, but you don't understand what else happened or what the situation mm-hmm. was and everything. I feel like we prejudge so quickly. You don't know that person's life. You don't know what they've gone through. You don't know what they've been through. You still don't know what they're going through. And you're sat there thinking, oh, she's a bad person he's a bad person they're a good person they're amazing they're such a good couple but behind closed doors I could argue every second they just don't choose to show that yeah or it could be something. like the other way around yeah like you think this certain celebrity like big actress or actor or singer or whatever like oh my god they're amazing I want to be just like them I think there's a problem there when we when you idolize celebrities mm-hmm. because whether you like whether you realize it or not or whether you see that in them i guess it's hard to see when they're always so so glamorous and i think we were going to get to the point where i um because in the last few weeks there have been like annual award shows like the oscars and stuff i think that's even even harder to see these people as just people because they're wearing like beautiful dresses and like diamonds and stuff it it, and i think that makes it confusing to see how they actually got there because for example with actors they've had to struggle a lot to get where they are but what all we see is this person living the best life Mm. right they get to wear all these amazing clothes they have all this money blah blah blah. but that's all we see so i think for for younger people it's hard to they get confused like they think i want to have that but then they don't really. They don't no one comes with it. Yeah, yeah they so I think they're not told what it takes that to get there. That relates to one of the comments. Um, we've got that influencers know the consequences and what they're getting into. Surely, if they're putting their lives out there, they should be. They should take responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think that is fair enough. If you think, like we said, you shouldn't do. You shouldn't post your life like that for a reason. But if you then choose to, 
I feel like you should expect there are going to be backlashes. There are going to be good things and bad things that come with everything. So if you decide that you're going to post your entire life on social media, you have to understand that you're now a role model for someone. Someone is looking up to you. So if you condemn something or you say something's good or bad, now someone else might make her life change because of you. I feel like there's such a big... Before it used to... Like I said, it before it just used to be TV. You watch celebrities on TV and it was people who had money. Now... There are YouTubers who make money from people watching them. Like mm. that's they sit there and make videos and people watch them and make money. Or Instagrammers who literally just post them going to the gym. That's it. That's all they do. They go to the gym, they do their workout, they record it and post it. And millions of people sit there scrolling, watching it, and then changing their lifestyle due to this. Mm. So now imagine, say, a fitness inspiration. She did a move that did something that damaged her physically and she never made it like she never told anyone. The millions of her followers now do the same thing and then become injured. You have to remember that you're a role model for people. So if you're going to say, okay, yeah, do this, don't do this, you have to remember that what happens to the people who do those things is also your responsibility. That's on your hands. Hmm. I want to add, though, like, um, I think there's nothing wrong with posting so much on social media as long as you are aware of what you're doing, like, some of us choose not to, which is totally fine. But if you do, I think we all need to be, um, we all need to be aware of like, of the reality of social media. Like these, even like you said, th there's certain Instagrams and YouTubers that for us, we think that they're just sitting down in front of a camera and having fun. But I guess there's a lot of, um, planning that goes behind that and I think you have to have a business mindset to be able to make so much money out of it too mm -hmm. like but that's kind of the problem I think there's a good and a bad thing about these kind of um occupations I guess because um on one hand this person is I would say they are doing hard work because nothing is easy it's that kind of money doesn't come in easily like to gain that big of a following is that it's actually like hard work um but the the fact that you're displaying um a lavish lifestyle to so many people i feel like is also an issue and so many of those people are really young like whether you're an influencer or a celebrity that i feel like they're kind of um interchangeable now anyway <laughs> like the the mm -hmm. line is kind of blurred but um yeah i think everyone needs to be aware that these are real people who are like you can't aspire to be um to do what they're doing just for the money that's yeah. what i think like you have to do it whatever you're doing i feel like you need to do it because you're passionate about it because when you go in to something with just money in mind i feel like you're not going to try hard with what you're doing mm -hmm. you're just gonna do whatever like do some work that is not good quality and then you're going to want money out of that and you're not like if you're chasing something materialistic then you're never going to be satisfied because you can always have more of it or it can be taken away from you so easily it's not fulfilling. But if you're chasing a passion then that's you'll be fulfilled because that's something that you really love mm. And obviously, if you're getting money out of it, then that's great. Yeah, it's like that quote, make your passion your profession. Hmm. Don't you guys? What do you guys think of that quote? Make your passion um, your profession. 
I think there's so many platforms for you to be successful nowadays. Before it was be a lawyer, be a doctor, be an engineer. Hmm. And now there are so many different platforms for you to be successful in what makes you happy. So I don't see why you necessarily have to um, follow the follow what's traditional. I think that's what that's where the saying comes from. You no longer have to just do what's practical because you can do what makes you happy and be successful at the same time. Hmm. I know someone who did a some random digital media um, course at uni. And then she got a job working for a massive company in Dubai, and she designs the the windows in like the Dubai in one of the Dubai malls, and that's what she loves. She loves designing. She loves like putting clothing on um, mannequins and things like that. But she's made it into an actual profession. They fly her to places like Kuwait, and she goes on holidays all the time. She took a random degree, something so random that you wouldn't even think about because that was her passion. And she's made a career for herself where she's earning enough money to make her, like she's earning decent money, which makes her happy. She's able to provide for her family and everything. And she's doing something that she enjoys. So it's that's why I, I completely agree with the saying because it's so easily accessible. It's like so much is easily accessible. There are online courses you can do to become makeup artists for like weddings and things like that. So if that's your passion, then why not? Hmm. I know at weddings yeah. people are paying thousand pounds to get one person's makeup done. So to make that your, if your passion is doing makeup, that's a that's a profession. I I guess that could relate to um, celebrities. I mean, they become famous because they're doing something that they love and they're presenting it and they're displaying it. But I it want makes to, you respect a person. Yeah, it makes you respect a person. But at the same time, I also think. Do we have a social responsibility in how we respond to celebrities? For example, as we said, we we, neg- we neglect the aspects that we don't see. Mm-hmm. So if someone's going through mental health problems and they respond and they do something outlandish, we're quick to jump on them, but we don't see them as a human being. So in that sense, do you think um, celebrity culture is a two-way thing, as us the, as the um, people that receive it and them as the people that display it? I think there's no there's no basis to ever judge someone based on what they like based on something that they do. So when um celebrities do something that's really out there, I tend like I've never said anything. I've never like commented on someone's post before, but I've read comments and they can get really nasty. Mm-hmm. There's no personal attachment between the commenter and the person who did the thing, but they feel like there is one, like it's an attack on them. So they feel the need to make a comment. There's no need, there never is a need, especially for Muslims. There's no need to make a comment on someone else's life, which is why I think it's so dangerous to post your life because there are so many people who watch everything you do after that. Then if you do step out of line one time or you do something out of character because you're going through something, it's not understand- un- understood. Understood, yeah. But then, isn't it as Muslims, we should, be responsible in the way we talk to each other. We, we're supposed to be responsible the way we talk to each other in real life. So why is that not applied on social media? Surely it's the same thing, right? Communication. I think because it's not acted upon in real life. I Like nowadays, when I look at younger people and the way they speak to each other, it's not very Islamic. It's not the way that we were brought up with, taught to respect each other no matter what and, you know, show love to your brothers and your sisters in Islam. And I don't see that generally when I go outside. Like you get, you see people calling each other names just as a joke. Like I know, obviously everyone does it, but it gets to an extent where the names are just ridiculous. Hmm. Like the way that it's, it could be seen as bullying, but because you're friends, it's not. So I feel like that's why when they when they take to social media, it's no different. They're talking to someone 
who they don't know and it can get even worse because of that that's true what's your thoughts Amina um yeah I think the reason that um they get so much backlash for literally whatever they do because if you go on a random celebrity's Instagram account and just close your eyes and then click on any picture if you go through the comments there'd be just so much ran just hate for no reason at the same time they'll have like a lot of supporters which is nice to see but um yeah there's just a lot of people that don't like them um i think it's because of the fact that there's no like zara said there's like no emotional mm. attachment between them but because their life is so um their life is just shown to the entire world everyone who knows that celebrity feels like they know exactly who they are and that they have a right to say these things mm -hmm. even though they shouldn't feel like that because you don't really know that celebrity or that influencer whoever they are you don't really know them you just know like a small percentage of their life like you know what they do as a living mm. and whatever personality they choose to show you like that may not even be a real personality that's true fake it till you make it yeah exactly and i just think i feel like sometimes i think imagine if there was no paparazzi and um social media or any kind of gossip channels I feel like there would be a bit more respect for everyone, mm. including like our friends or actors and singers. Like they're still well known because that's their job. Like they're in movies and stuff. But imagine if there wasn't any, like imagine we didn't know anything about their lives. Their lives to be, I, yeah. I feel like it would just be so much like a, there would be less it's craziness. Like you, yeah, if you walked into a bank and you saw the CEO of the bank, you'd be like, wow. It'd be like that. It wouldn't be, you wouldn't feel like you have an insight into their life. You know everything that's going on, whatever they've been through, hmm. if they've been through a divorce or if they've if they had like an incident. And so there's like, there is the lack of respect because you know what's going on in their life. Exactly. But if you didn't know anything, you'd just look up to them as someone who's in a superior position. Yeah. And I also feel like you would still see them as a normal person. Yeah. Because... I don't know, what do you guys think? Because they're still gonna be a celebrity, right? But if their if their life isn't shown to you, then... I think it dehumanizes them because their life mm. is put on show. So it's like where, it, it's yeah. like a zoo. Like yeah. you know exactly, like there's some celebrities that are going through like relationship problems, like crazy, crazy relationship problems and the whole world knows about it. Like imagine if we were going through that and everyone knew about it, but you don't even know these people. I feel like that's... That's just crazy. I don't even like it when my friends know my business. Like, obviously you have the close friends, but people in a group. When like that kind group, of intimate. They, yeah. When they know things about my life, I kind of feel a bit like vulnerable. Yeah. And imagine people you don't even know, know your what's going on in your life. That, I That's like a to, lot to yeah. carry on your shoulders. But yeah, our show is actually coming to an end. It was a really interesting conversation. Um, yeah. Thank you for everyone that commented in today. It was really interesting to hear your thoughts. Um, thank you to Zara and Amina and everyone that tuned in. And this is a very crazy opportunity to host for the first time. I hope I did well, guys. Forgive me if I made any mistakes. I think Zara, I mean, Mariam did a really good job. One day Zara <laughs> she can do it. my name right, guys. <laughs> Mariam did a good job. It's because I haven't seen Zara in ages and you're hosting. So, yeah. It's all of it.
topsy-turvy. It's nice <laughs> to be here. I miss this so much. I'm going to have to come back. It's just yeah, we like I finished, I literally finished school and then run here. That Aww. is got what you guys call commitment. Um, so tune in next week on, on Tuesday at 6pm live. <laughs> inshallah we will be live next week every inshallah. Tuesday 6pm on Inspire 105.5 FM Asalaamu Alaikum The Messenger of God peace be upon him said listen carefully there is a lump of flesh in the body if it is set right and made good the entire body becomes good and healthy but if it becomes diseased the entire body becomes diseased. Remember well, it is the heart. Narrated by Nu'man ibn Bashir in the collections of Bukhari and Muslim. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.